Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in today. We're recording on the Wednesday night. We've seen all the Premier League and smattering of football league games that have been going off in midweek. We thought we'd wait to record till they're all done, so we know exactly what has happened, so we can be fully up to date with everything that we say and give you. Pretty much full fixture list, isn't it? Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. Yeah. Plenty to get into. Yeah, standard week, really. Um, obviously, we'll discuss the uh, appointment of Brendan Rodgers as well when we get to the Watford-Leicester game. Yeah, so uh, interesting show ahead of us. Yeah, so Premier League starts 12.30 on Saturday. Uh, Tottenham against Arsenal. Big North London derby to kick things off. Spurs priced at 17 to 20, the draw 14 to 5, and Arsenal 14 to 5 outsiders, so just under 3 to 1. How do you see this one going, mate? Spurs suffered uh, a midweek loss to Chelsea uh, on Wednesday. We saw them beaten again last weekend by Burnley, so I think it's fair to say their title hopes are well and truly gone up in smoke in the last week, but. Do you think they can rebound against an Arsenal side who have won four in a row now? Uh, I'm not so sure, to be honest. Um, I heard Pochettino a couple of days ago mention that he thinks they might have to wait 15 years to win the title. The, 15 years? Yeah, <laughs> 15 years. Now, I don't know if you know he's t- said to his players, right, I'm going to go out and I'm going to tell the press that we need to wait 15 years, try to take some pressure off. But really, I think we can do it this year. I don't know. But when you lose, and you've said that two days before, the the clouds that has just come over Spurs <laughs> is so great. Um, yeah, this is not a good period for Tottenham. And Pochettino, as much as I love him, that statement, I, I have no idea what he was doing with that. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I fancy Arsenal strongly enough to win. They are very obviously impressive at the moment. I think I'd just be going for both teams to score. I know it's a little bit kind of fence sitting, but I can certainly see both teams getting a goal. It's four to seven, yeah. so the bookies agree with me. Um, but yeah, I think it tough tough uh, results to call. What's the price for over 2.5 on this one, if you've got it in front of you? Because that's something yeah. quite interesting. Over 2.5 is 8 to 13. Mm. Okay, so not too much in the two prices then, really. Uh, not really. Um, the bookies are expecting goals, aren't they? Yeah. You've got two sides here who, they're both very much better at home, aren't they, than playing away. We've seen Spurs, they've won their last four home games in a row, uh, including that fantastic 3-0 win against Dortmund in the Champions League. Then they go and lose two away on the bounce. Arsenal, bully teams at home, especially the mid-to-lower table sides. Um, but then away, they too have lost two out of the last three away from home. So it's it's tough to call. It really is. I've, I anticipate a pretty exciting game, actually. I don't think it's going to be too cagey. Um, Harry Kane to get on the score sheet is another thing that I'd be looking into. You know, Mr. North London Derby loves a goal against Arsenal. 
Kane's evens to score any time, which, considering his record in North London derbies, which I don't quite have the stats to off the top of my head, he does score a lot. I know that much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that will do. That will do. But yeah, um, for for me and Tom, we're expecting an open game and uh, definitely both teams to score and possibly over 2.5 as well. Yeah. So the rest of Saturday, we've got five games kicking off at three o'clock. Let's look at Bournemouth, Man City. City win to, for you, priced at one to four, so nothing probably worth no, betting on. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, Bournemouth took an absolute battering off Arsenal, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Midweek, so yeah, Man City to win there, no problems. Uh, big game towards the bottom of the league as far as Brighton are concerned. They're at home to Huddersfield. They're priced at three to four. Huddersfield got that win against Wolves long overdue uh, in <sighs> midweek, that late 1-0 winner. Brighton are in danger themselves of slipping close to the relegation zone. Uh, they've only won one of the last six games. They're currently two points off Cardiff, who occupy the final relegation spot. Uh, pretty concerning times for Brighton, but this is an excellent opportunity to get a, get three points against this Huddersfield side who are really struggling. Yeah, I mean, Huddersfield are dead and buried. I was, ha- I was happy for them that they got the win because, you know, their fans have stuck with them. That's, that is yep. something to, uh, to say. The Huddersfield fans have, have stuck with their team through what has been a really tough season. And, uh, yeah, for Jan Sewart, I think you pronounce it, good for him to get his first win. Massive opportunity for Brighton, but I, I don't know if I fancy him. I feel like when Brighton have the pressure on, I feel like they they kind of falter a little bit. And mm. they have been very patchy. And I, I just don't have faith in the Brighton side, I don't think. I just Not many of their players really ignite me. If you take away Glenn Murray, who hasn't scored for quite a while now, um, their second top scorer is Shane Duffy with five. Then okay. after that, it's Florin Andoni with two. So the, wow. it, that's pathetic. Yeah. Honestly, Murray 10. Murray 10, Duffy 5, and then you got Andone, uh, Gross, Lacadia, Dunk um, on two. And then uh, Balogun, Kyle, Stevens, blah, 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 on one. So wow. they're, they're incredibly goal shy. I yeah. do not trust Brighton, to be honest, despite the fact they're playing uh, probably the worst team in the league. I'd be going for under 2.5. The bookies, again, agree with me. It's 8 to 15. So, you know, it's, it's not overly lucrative. But I think that will be a winner because I can't see many goals in this game. No, as you just read out, Brighton's poor goal-scoring stats and Huddersfield themselves can't buy many goals at all. So, yeah, that looks to be a decent bet. Uh, if I had to pick a team here, though, I'd pick Brighton. I'm always confident for anybody who plays Huddersfield at this moment in time. Um, so, three to four for Brighton on the nose if you do fancy that one. Uh, Burnley Palace, anything you want to look at here? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe both teams to score here, ten to eleven. Despite Burnley 
uh, to losing in midweek. And they they were fantastic in their last game against uh, last home game. Sorry, against Tottenham, um, yeah. and yeah, previously before that, beat Brighton, scored three, uh, drew to Southampton, which was disappointing, but drew away at United before that. I don't I don't think one defeat is a disaster. Barnes and Wood before midweek were on absolute fire. Um, Palace, you know, they've they've just come off the back of a good win away at Leicester, where they were typically devastating. Managed to get a goal against United, ultimately lost out. And I think if you look at both of these teams, they're both they neither of them will admit it, um, and they shouldn't. But both should be safe, I think. And yeah. yeah, I think both teams to score is what I go for here. 10 to 11, it's a little bit better. And the fact that it's at Burnley, I think, suits Palace. Um, I think they're, they're a counter-attacking side. And yeah, both teams to score for me. Yeah, OK. Uh, move on from that one then. Man United at home to Southampton. I think Man U will get the victory here. Uh, we're seeing yeah. consistently under... Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, particularly at home, they've been very strong. 9-20 to 20 to get the victory against Southampton, who, you know, they're, they're OK. They're still down in, what, 17th position in the league. Yeah, they're, in, they're in huge Two, trouble still. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think Man United, despite some injury worries, uh, Marshall should be back, as should Rashford for this game. So, not great odds. I don't, so, think, but... I don't think it's a bad price. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. bad. You got United, who under Solskjaer have been fantastic. They're at home against the team 17th in the league, nine to twenty. I I don't think it's that bad. It's not amazing, but I thought it was going to be a lot worse, to be honest. Yeah, let's contrast that then to Wolves Cardiff, which is the final three o'clock game. Wolves are a very similar price. They're four to nine. So again, just a shade under uh, one to two. I'd feel much more confident in Man United at a very similar price than I do Wolves. The only thing I would say about the Wolves-Cardiff game is Cardiff have had two batterings in a row. Mm. Both at home as well. The 5-1 against Watford. Watford were outstanding. And then the 3-0 against Everton was, was really comfortable for an Everton team that has been struggling this season. So for me, there's big alarm bells. I know Wolves lost against Huddersfield, which was a shocking result, but I think they'll turn it around here. I just, I don't know, Cardiff, uh, Cardiff are just, they're capable, aren't they? They're capable. They play this weird brand of football that uh, only really them and Burnley kind of play. Um, Wolves are the, the sexy, fluid attacking team. I'm not counting Cardiff out, but but it should be comfortable for Wolves. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I disagree, though, to be honest. I think Cardiff can get something here. I'd actually yeah. like to put my neck on the line and go for the double chance, draw or Cardiff. That's priced at 13 to 8. Um, reason why, Wolves seem to really struggle motivating themselves or whatever the reason is, but they seem to really struggle against the lower sides in the league. Um, if we look at, back at some of their previous results against sides occupying the bottom 10, they obviously lost to Huddersfield in midweek. Um, 
drew one all against Newcastle. We've seen them struggle twice to overcome Shrewsbury in the uh, FA Cup or the Carabao Cup, whichever cup it was. FA Cup, I think. Uh, they lost to Palace at home 2-0. They drew with Fulham. They've already lost to Cardiff away. Prior to that, they also lost to Huddersfield at home. They've lost to Brighton. They've lost to Watford. They've drew with Leicester. They've lost to Leicester. Hmm. They've got a fantastic record against the top sides in the division. However, it just seems to me like they struggle against the lower sides. And whether that is motivation or, or what, I don't know. But it's just the way it seems to have been and the way I can see it going again. I mean, your research backs everything up. Can't really argue with the research, Tom. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Wolves have been great against the, the top sides, but some of those results you've read out, if it wasn't for those performances against the top sides, Wolves will probably be in trouble around about yeah. now. They would. The, the, yeah. only thing, the only thing I disagree with you is just how bad Cardiff have been the last two yeah. games. Really bad. Yeah. So I think, I think this one is in the balance. I would go towards Wolves. Four to nine puts me right off. Um, and Tom, you'd, you'd sway towards Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Certainly would. So we'll see how that one turns out. Um, the 5.30 is West Ham, Newcastle. Anything from that? Not for me, no, particularly. Absolutely not. Get me away from that. <laughs> <laughs> that... that I can see every result there, I think. A Newcastle win might be stretching it a bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't trust West Ham enough to uh, to be a decent Newcastle team that, you know, aren't safe yet, but are, are looking looking good. Yeah, no, all three results there for me too. We'll look at Sunday then. Plenty to talk about on Sunday. It kicks off at 12 o'clock. Watford at home to Leicester. Uh, the big news here, Brendan Rodgers in charge of Leicester. It all happened very quickly, didn't it, his appointment? Um, do you think it's a good appointment, for one? I know there's been quite a bit of discussion raging on Twitter um, after a couple of tweets you put out about whether he'd actually take the Leicester job. Um, do you think he can turn Leicester into, well, I'm assuming that they want to become a Europa League side again? Do you reckon he yeah, can take them there? Um... Yeah, I, I did. I did put a, I did tweet out there and say, you know, I felt like Leicester were being unrealistic with their targets. To be honest, you're, you're looking at Brendan Rodgers, who was, you know, at the Celtic job, and uh, for me, I, I think I'd rather be managing at Celtic than than at Leicester, but that's just me. Um, they were looking at Rafa Benitez, who has a high pedigree as a manager. Yes, he's at Newcastle, but that was kind of a special project. I don't think if he left Newcastle tomorrow, he would not go to Leicester. That was my opinion. I felt like he would go to, you know, an Arsenal or a Tottenham, that kind of almost there kind of team. Um, and there was a couple of others. So I am very surprised that Rodgers has taken the Leicester job. And I think this must mean that there's some money coming in the summer. And I yep. think that it must mean that the club has ambitions to win a trophy. Uh, perhaps they weren't happy with how Puel disrespected the cup competitions. And, uh, yeah, it looks like they want to become 
the best of the rest, basically. I think they'll be looking at uh, Rogers to win the, the other league next year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I uh, definitely think it's achievable. I like Leicester's squad. Good young English core. In terms of this game, I just don't know what to expect from Watford. I, we've seen them be really good. They've won three in three. They've won three on the spin. Then they go away to Liverpool and get panned five nil. Um, I know Liverpool away is probably one of the hardest games in the league, but this yeah. Watford suck. We're expected to put up a challenge. They've got nothing to lose. So uh, to go away and get beaten that heavily is definitely disappointing. But God, on their day, they're fantastic. When they're not on their day, they're absolutely shocking. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what to expect from Watford? Um, I sound like a broken record in the Premier League. Uh, but again, I'd be going for both teams to score. Uh, four <laughs> to five for me. Um, you mentioned some of Watford's results. No, they didn't. Uh, score in the last time out uh, but prior to that they did score uh, three games in a row one of them was as you mentioned the 5-1 win over uh, Cardiff I think going forward at times they can be absolutely devastating um, mm. they've you know Pereira, Delafeu, uh, Gray and then they have you know Will Hughes in behind who's like a kind of a smart midfielder Troy Deeney up top I, there's goals there. And then if you look at Leicester, um, they've got goals all over the place as well. Jamie Vardy, you know, apparently had a bit of a fallout with Puel. Hopefully Rodgers can get the better of him. I'd, I'd love for Vardy to finish his career, you know, on a high. Because um, I don't know how long he's, he's going to stay around. Um, hopefully a few more years yet. But, you know, I just don't want to see him kind of, you know, fall out of favour at Leicester. It just wouldn't seem right. And then they have players, as you mentioned, Madison Gray. Um, I really like the fullback Pereira. He's got two goals this season. So, yeah, for me, there's lots of attacking intent. Uh, Rogers will be in charge for the weekend. And we've seen before with his Liverpool side uh, that he, he loves to attack. So I think he'll sit, both teams will see it as a winnable game. And, yeah. The four to five is obviously the um, the the price of both teams to score, and considering, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad at all. Uh, I think two to one for Leicester to win. You know, new manager effect and all that mm. is not a bad price if you fancy Leicester. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not sure about the result. I'm not sure. Um, Fulham Chelsea then another derby for Sunday. Um, Eleven to two for Fulham. The draw thirteen to five. Chelsea four to seven. Uh, Chelsea are a mess, despite losing. Uh, sorry, despite beating Spurs in midweek. Fantastic result. It just seems like drama follows that club and their manager and whatever everywhere they go at the moment. Fulham, on the other hand, absolutely disastrous. Ten points off now. Uh, off, Ten points off Southampton in seventeenth now. 21 worse goal difference. So that's acting like almost another point. So essentially 11 points to make up with 10 games to go. It's looking pretty ominous now. No, they're done. They're absolutely done. Yeah. They're done. For me, they're finished. They're finished. They they tried the Ranieri thing and it's not his fault. 
I don't think. He certainly hasn't had the desired effect, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's completely his fault. If you look at their remaining games, uh, Chelsea, Leicester, Liverpool, City, uh, Fulham, Everton, Bournemouth, Cardiff, Wolves, Newcastle, it's, it's a tough run-in for Fulham. They're going to need a miracle, um, and it certainly isn't going to happen on Sunday. You're right about Chelsea. They're a complete pantomime at the moment, but um, they still have, you know, way better players than Fulham. And Fulham, yeah. I've only seen them maybe twice this season look like they're up for a fight. Do you know what I mean? I don't think they have enough scrappers in there and enough organisation no. discipline. So, um, yeah, 8 to 15, despite Chelsea's dramas, should be a win. Yeah, yeah well, you can't. You can't expect to stay up conceding at the rate that Fulham keep conceding. And it's been this, the same issue throughout the entire season. Um, it's just not been addressed. Like in the last six games, they've conceded two goals at least in every single one of them. That's even including the one game which they've won where they outscored Brighton and beat them 4 2. Um, to concede two goals on average per game is so poor. Fulham are a mess, they deserve to go. And uh, Chelsea 8-15 for me. Yeah, cool. Uh, final game then, the Merseyside derby, Everton at home to Liverpool. Everton priced at pretty big, 17-4. to um, The draw priced at 16-5 to and Liverpool 4-7 to favourites. For me, wouldn't go anywhere near Liverpool in this kind of derby away from home at that kind of price. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they did win. Everton aren't very good at all. I'd actually be looking at under 2.5 goals for this game. It seems to be the way that it's gone uh, in previous years, particularly when the two sides face each other at Goodison Park. You have to go all the way back to 2013 uh, for a game at Goodison Park between the two sides that ended over 2.5 goals. Seems to be the consistent theme. It's priced actually at 11 to 10 under 2.5 which is pretty generous considering the stats. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the under 2.5. Um, I actually do fancy Liverpool, for sure. Um, I, Everton have been awful, Tom, recently. They won two of the last six. Yeah, um, yeah I feel like there's big pressure on them and Marco Silva. I, I just feel like this is probably the last game they want. I'm expecting a comfortable 2-0. For Liverpool, to be honest, um, I, I mean Sigurdsson's on some good form, and he's always dangerous, always. Um, but you know, Liverpool just seem seem so much stronger um, than Everton at the moment, and kind of the two sides, the moods around the club, and everything are, are very different. Four to seven is a little tight. I a hundred percent, yeah. Um, that does put me off. But Liverpool for me. Okay, cool. Uh, anything else you'd like to look at in the Prem or shall we whiz on to the Championship? No, we can uh, move on to the Championship for sure. So I'll kick us off with the Championship games. I'll go look at Brentford at home to QPR. Brentford are priced at 7-10 to 10 for the victory. QPR are crap. Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> we were singing their praises before Christmas, weren't we? We were. They had a fantastic run where they got to the fringes of the playoffs. Now they're down in 17th position. 
they did get a really good victory, to be fair to them, in midweek, uh, home to Leeds. 1-0 win, fantastic. Give them that. Prior to that, they'd lost the previous five in a row. So their form, aside from the last game, is pretty woeful. Brentford, on the other hand, uh, very much a case of win at home, don't win away. So more recently, their home games, they beat Hall 5-1, Villa 1-0, Blackburn 5-2, Stoke 3-1, Barnet 3-1. So they're scoring plenty of goals at home, winning games. It's when they go away, they seem to struggle. However, this weekend, when they play QPR at home, uh, I think they've got more than enough to get uh, three points here and continue their little ascent up the league. It feels like they should be higher than 16th to me, but they're not. So <laughs> there you go. They paid for that poor that poor run they went on from kind of September to December. But they've really picked yeah. up in recent recent weeks and months and should have too much firepower. Yeah, Taylor, two, two halves of the season, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Brentford started off well, then had a, a huge fall off. QPR started really well and have fell off recently, and Brentford have picked up it. Yeah, it's been, been a bizarre season for, for both teams, really. So, yeah, I have to agree with, you, with your tip there. Okay. So, man, honestly, I, I can hear the profit chasers getting absolutely sick of this. But I've got another both teams to score tip. That I'm going to well, throw out. <laughs> shall we rename the podcast the the both teams still betting podcast? Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Sometimes it's more, you know. Sometimes it's smarter to go where the goals are rather than where the results are. So, <laughs> listen. I, I do have a bit of a spin on this one. Okay, okay. So the game we're talking about is Millwall Norwich. Cast your memory back to the 10th of November. This was probably the game of the season um, in in any league, I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. In the last 10 minutes, there were four goals. Somehow Norwich managed to concede two and score two to then level and then win the game. It was absolutely incredible. I feel like, again, we're going to get goals. Maybe not seven, but we're going to get goals. Millwall at home, traditionally strong, tough place to go. Uh, one more than they've lost for sure. Norwich, obviously, they're, they're looking like they're going to get promoted. Uh, I don't see how you can bet against them, to be honest. Um, the, the confidence and the, the structure and everything about Norwich right now is leaning towards them winning the league. So how can you not fancy them? Both teams yeah. to score in this one is 8 to 11. And I know what you're saying about, you know, being a bit boring. I will push it a little bit. I think Norwich and over 2.5 is an option. That's 5 to 2. If you get a little bit scared with that one, uh, we can go for just Norwich and both teams to score. And that one is priced at 10 to 3. So a couple of options there. The main message is, you know, there'll be goals. Uh, The second message is there should be more Canary goals than Millwall goals. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. I can see that one coming in, definitely. Um, as we know, Pookie has got the key. Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> I'm going to look at Aston Villa Derby for my next tip. And it's actually the away side who I'm going to say will score two or more goals. The price for that is seven to four. Reason being, Aston Villa cannot stop conceding goals at home. In nine of the last 10 home games they've played in the Championship and the FA Cup, actually, they've conceded two goals or more in nine out of 10 games. So you're looking at, for example, five against Forest, two against Stoke, three against Leeds, two against QPR, three against Swansea, two against Hull, three against Sheffield United, and then more recently, two against West Brom. So really, really poor home form. They just seem to ship goals for fun. Derby, I think, will have a reaction from the very flat game and performance that they had against Forest on Monday night. I think Lampard will demand a reaction. And I think this is the perfect platform to go away to Villa where there's less pressure on them to get something. I think they'll get some more goals because Villa just can't keep them out at home. That's that's the, the simple reason why I'm going for this. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Villa, you get the feeling, will they ever get promoted? <laughs> because they've they've tried everything. They've tried yep. experienced managers. They've tried new and fresh. They've got players in. They've beaten Premier League teams to sign-ins. They've got all the names, all the ability. They've gone for experience. They've gone for youth in playing staff. It just doesn't work for them, does it? I don't know what's happening there. Um, yeah, they're in a bit of a mess. So I totally agree with your tip there. I am going to follow that up with a team that I, I honestly, I I cannot remember the last time I tipped this team. And you're going to have to help me out, Tom, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna tip Middlesbrough. Okay. I can't remember the last time I tipped them, to be honest. Yeah, but you just call them very boring. Yeah, they're just... They're just a little flat, aren't they? But they are consistent. That's one thing I will say. Um, you have to go back uh, to match day 24. Sorry, match day 23 for the last time they were uh, not fifth. <laughs> so just to put that into perspective, there's been 33 games and they've been fifth for over 10 match days now. So... They're very consistent. They pick up the wins. They pick up the draws. They're, they're pretty steady, which is exactly what you'd expect from a Pulis team, I, I imagine. Um, Wigan, Tom, we gave Wigan all the plaudits, didn't we, earlier on in the season, especially at home. They were mightily impressive. But recently yeah, they, they, have, uh, they have dropped off a little bit. They've lost that home kind of steel. Uh, in recent weeks at home, they've drawn to Ipswich, which is a shocking result. They've drawn at home Stoke, which is okay, I suppose. I don't know if I'd accept it. Previously, before that, they did pick up a couple of wins, but before that, losses to Sheffield United, to Birmingham, to Derby. Uh, they've not been great. In a reverse fixture, Middlesbrough won this 2-0 as well. And on the road, Middlesbrough, despite a defeat at Sheffield United uh, three games ago, they have been decent on the road. 
They're beating the likes of West Brom. They're beating Blackburn away, which is a tough place to go. They're beating Birmingham away, which is very impressive. A draw away at Derby. So for me, I feel like Middlesbrough are in a good position to win this game. They're 13 to 10 as well. And I think that's a really good price. Um, I, I know there are probably stronger tips available. Um, but, you know, if they win, you no one will be surprised. It's one of them, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see that. Yeah, I can see Middlesbrough getting a win. Um, Samba Longa seems to be getting his goal-scoring touch back as well, which is, for his fans, it's nice to see. Nice to see him do well. No, no it's not. Why? Because I watched Daryl Murphy get squared one on Monday night and almost fall over his own feet. I get, I get what you're saying. I just, it's, it's. I find it annoying. I find it annoying. It's a jealousy thing, really. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy. I'm uh, happy to win. Anything else in the championship for you, or are you happy to move on to League One? Uh, I'm happy to move on. I just want to uh, get out there that. Monday was fantastic and uh, Derby will forever be in our shadow. Yeah, that's all I had to add, really. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to. I just had to. The podcast is our best platform to get the message across <laughs> to the X amount of people that listen every week. So couldn't resist. Um, right, League One. Let me just go straight in there. Get this one out of the way. Luton against Rochdale. Luton are priced on the nose to win at 4-9. to nine. They should absolutely do that. Currently leading the way in League One on a club record unbeaten run of 21 league games unbeaten. Great opportunity to make that 22 this weekend when Rochdale come to town. Rochdale have won just one game in their last 11, losing nine of those. Very, very poor if they don't book their ideas up soon, they're destined for League Two. Uh, yeah. Look like lambs to the slaughter, really, for this one. Yeah, completely. Completely. I mean, I, you know, I'm not taking anything away from you here, Tom. It doesn't take a genius to tip that one. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the highest scoring team in League One against the team that's conceded the most goals in the entire football pyramid. I feel I feel like if the Titanic was going down and it was down to Rochdale to fix the job and stop the water coming in, they'd use like blue tack or marshmallows. <laughs> I don't know. They're just they're just a joke, aren't they? They're the leakiest team you've ever come across. Ever. Yeah. Seventy two yeah. goals have conceded. Yeah, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> Seventy to, it's, it's unbelievable. It's over more than half. More, sorry, it's more than double some of the teams in the league. It's just pathetic. Um, um, I have a bit of a banana skin to discuss. Go on. I mean, on the surface of things, it looks so obvious, but they they are kind of. It's bothering me a bit. I'm Sunderland, right? We've got yeah. Sunderland, Plymouth. Longest away trip in history, surely, for Plymouth. It's a bloody long way that. 11 to 20. Uh, they, sorry, 11 to 20 Sunderland are priced. The, 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 the positive way to look at this is they're unbeaten at home all season. No one's gone there and won. Stadium of Light is an absolute fortress. 
Mm. However, however, if you look closer, they've played 17. They've won nine and drew eight at home. Yeah. Not the strongest record, that, is it? No. I mean, on the surface, you look at the lost column, nice, juicy zero, which is great, but eight draws. And I I just want to warn the profit chasers before, you know, you – you're in the bookies on Saturday or however you put your bets on. See Sunderland in 13th, big club, Plymouth 14th and think, yeah, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. It wouldn't surprise me if Sunderland did win. 11 to 20, though. I'm not 100% sure I trust them, to be honest. Plymouth have been on the up uh, for a while now and you know, 14th is actually the highest they've been all season, yeah. including opening day. So, yeah, yeah it's... Uh, yeah, so Plymouth for no mugs, and I just want to warn the profit chasers. It might not be as easy as it seems. Yeah, well, I'm going to take up your mantle and tip this one as a both teams to score. Seeing as you're not, I yeah, <laughs> may as well play. continue the podcast. Change the voice. Uh, Change the same message, new voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Sunderland have had eight out of the last nine league games and both teams to score. So for that to happen again, it's priced at three to four. Plymouth are always good for a goal. You know, they put five past Rochdale. We talk about Rochdale being crap and conceding a lot. Plymouth beat them 5-1 last weekend. Point yeah. proven. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's just, it's one of those, isn't it, where, you know, I looked at the game first of all, and I did what I've just warned everyone not to do. I just went, oh, yeah, Sunderland, yeah, I'll read that one out on the show. And then I did a bit more research, and I was like, oh, bloody hell, I don't think I can. So, yeah, just wanted to warn the profit chasers there. Absolutely. Um, there's not an awful lot I have a question. That... I have a question. Yeah, I, I feel like you, your hesitancy meant that you, you don't have too many tips left. No. I don't. I didn't mean to jump in. I didn't mean to jump in. I just want. I want to ask you something. Is this a week we trust Portsmouth? So we got Portsmouth again. This is one where Portsmouth are fourth. You know, big club and everything. So are their opponents, I suppose. Bradford, although they're in absolute world of trouble, twenty third. There, Bradford lie. And three to five for Portsmouth is so tight, <laughs> considering uh, how they've been recently. But at some stage, does it not turn around? I'm not sure. They did win their last game in the Football League trophy, admittedly, but it was Berry, so one of the best teams in League Two, beating three nil. I just, I'm wondering, is this the week? Because Bradford and won in their last four games. It should be the week. You get my thinking, don't you? Yeah, 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 I get your thinking. But then, you know, you, you look at South End away when they're 3-0 up in the first half and you think, oh, yeah, that's this is the week. And then they draw 3-0. <laughs> the, the weekend after that, you've got Bristol Rovers at home and you you know, you think, yeah, this, this is a great opportunity, Bristol Rovers, in the relegation zone. You know, go 1-0 down and manage to salvage a one or draw. Then, um, if anything, it's going to spark a revival and be a catalyst that result against Berry that takes them to the Football League trophy final so you know they've got their Wembley day out possibly could be the first of two this season if they make it to the playoff final um, 
yeah, that that was a great result. Very impressive. If I had to pick someone, I'd pick Portsmouth. But three, the odds don't <laughs> don't uh, no. entice me whatsoever. No, the the odds are dreadful. What what yeah. I what I wanted out of bringing this up on the show was half kind of banana skin, and half just general question really, yeah. like you know, uh, is yeah, this the week? Yeah, if I, had to, if I had to pick a team, I'd pick Portsmouth. Um, wouldn't surprise me if they won. No, but yeah, Price is, phew, gives me the shivers. Red. Red. Yeah. Uh, League 2, anything FA... that you like? Sorry? I was going to say, remember, Portsmouth did win the FA Cup in 2008, so that's why they had short odds. <laughs> <laughs> We've mentioned it so many times before. I honestly think that's a, that's a, that's a thing. Um, they could do okay. it. Defoe, Carno, and Patrick Berger coming back. Pedro Mendes. <laughs> what a player. Andreas no, Sandro. Best six-month loan. Mate, Bundy. best six-month loan in Premier League history. Unbelievable. <laughs> Loved him. Loved him. Yeah. We could go on and on. No Pamaro. Matt yeah, Taylor. Tell Ben No, we, we, oh, we should have made Tell Ben and He almost... Brought down the old club single handedly, didn't he? Say, he was in <laughs> League One of four, he was in League One of forty grand a week, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, scratch uh, <laughs> tail by Naeem. He did. <laughs> oh man, too funny. Okay, let's move on to uh, League Two. Tom, take yeah. it away. Well, <laughs> um, you don't sound overly positive. No, there's there's a few things here which I don't mind. Um, Smattering. Yeah. So, for me, one that really stands out is Grimsby at home to Cambridge. I love Grimsby. So boring. I can't stand it. Boring if it wins. It just does my head in. I hate Grimsby. I don't trust them at all. They're crap. You, you, you'll do my head in when you inevitably tip MK Dons this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's the first one written down. <laughs> it's the first team I've got written down. Jeez, that is boring. <laughs> and then you'll probably pick Mansfield after that as well. Um... That's the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, sorry. Um, absolute telegraph. Um, <laughs> Grimsby, though, at home, uh, performing really well. They've won the last three home games in a row. Alton Hill beating MK Dons, Newport, and Cheltenham. Uh, Cambridge come to town this weekend. They're terrible away. Absolutely terrible. Uh, since the 27th of November, Cambridge have played eight away games in the league. They've lost seven, failed to score in seven. Cannot score a goal on the road for Toffee. Terrible away record recently. Um, and I think playing away at Grimsby, who have got some really good momentum at the moment, I think they're going to get beat. I don't think it's going to be a battering. I think this could be a 1 or 2 nil to Grimsby, but I think it should be comfortable. Cambridge don't pose much of a threat at all on the road, and 
the price for Grimsby at 11 to 8, I think is a good one. Yeah, no, I do agree. Listen, if I had to tip a team, I, I would definitely go for Grimsby. Um, yeah, Chel- uh, Cambridge, sorry, are so bad away from home, aren't they? They're just a bit uninspiring, yeah. really, aren't they? They don't really offer a lot. Um, <laughs> they don't really offer any kind of uh, any kind of reason to back them. Uh, really tough game for them. and you know, They're still in the relegation scrap, only six points clear. So, yeah, definitely there. All right, okay, you can have your moment. I'm going to tip MK Dons. Right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) MK Dons, first thing I'll say, first thing I'll say, 8 to 13, not a good price. Not a good price at all. Um, Used to have Deli Alley, so they're obviously uh, price price really short. Um, Tom, you doubted them against Newport. They had a home yeah. game against Newport. You doubted them. 1-2-0. They even missed the penalty in the first half. Yeah, Still went on them. Good, re- good result. Yeah, great result. Just wanted to get that out there. But, uh, yeah, they've got a Crawley side coming to town. Uh, Crawley traditionally have been pretty sticky, but they haven't won in the last four games. And it's only one of the last five. Away from home, they're, they're ironically a little bit better to be honest. Uh, they are kind of party poopers a bit. Um, they, they have got a decent record. They are actually unbeaten in the last three away games, including games at Swindon, and Bury, and Northampton. So <laughs> they're no mugs, which is why I'm saying the price is especially bad for this fixture. But I believe in MK Dons. They're fourth. They're fourth for a reason. They're gunning down Mansfield. They know Mansfield, which I'll get on to shortly, um, have a bit of a given at home, uh, on paper anyway. And, uh, yeah, I think MK will, will get the win. It's just it's a shame it's 8-13. Hmm, yeah. Well, they should. They should be beating Crawley. If they've got ambitions of getting automatic promotion, they should absolutely be beating Crawley at home um, pretty comfortably. Fair enough. Do you, do you trust them yet? No. <laughs> Still not. You, know, you know exactly what's going to happen here, right? They'll win this weekend. Yeah. They'll probably win next weekend. And then I'll be looking at it going, oh, they've won five in a row. I'm, I trust them now. And then I'll, then I'll tip them myself and then they'll lose. Right. That's exactly how this is going to play out over the next <laughs> few weeks. I know it. Well... <laughs> Well, do you know what, mate? How about you leave leave them alone and just leave it, leave them to the rest of us? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure MK Dodds fans would appreciate that one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, so I have another one. A team that is on very good form at the moment. Who, to be fair, I, I panned them a bit uh, a couple of months ago. Exeter doing very very well up into fifth in the league they're only actually well what they're four points behind MK Dons six behind Mansfield so with 12 games left to go it's not completely insurmountable that gap considering the form that they're on so they lost one of the last six games that was away at that was at home to Bury. Um, no shame in losing to Bury really in this league other than that they beat an MK Dons another team that's beaten MK Dons fancy that 
Um, they've drew with Carlisle, who are also playoff chasing. They drew with Lincoln, obviously top of the league. That was in midweek, great result. And very impressively last weekend, they beat Crew 2-1 away. That was a fantastic result. I think that's probably goes unnoticed by a lot of people, but that was a really good result yeah. for Exeter there. Yeah, it was. Um, it really was. Yeah. So for me, they've got a lot of form at the moment. They seem to be going on a good streak just at the right time, um, 13 to 10. I think, again, there's another team at a decent price in League Two. Yeah, had a great season, Tramir, haven't they? So, you know, there's no no disgrace in the fact that they don't have the best away record because, you know, they've been great at home. But, yeah, this is a really tough fixture for them in their Exeter. Let's talk about a team that you briefly mentioned, um, and that is Berry. So, so Berry, they're forgetting the um, Portsmouth result, uh, which is obviously in the cup. Uh, Berry have actually been unbeaten in their last five games in league action, winning their last three. They are looking really good for a uh, automatic spot. They're four points clear of MK Dons, same games played, and only three points off Lincoln. So they do have a home game against Sol Campbell's Macclesfield, officially renamed. Um, <laughs> They Macclesfield haven't won in the last five, but let's not forget their second bottom and they've drawn three of the last five, which is pretty decent, to be fair. Uh, Drew with Crewe, they've drawn with Colchester and away at Crawley, three sides considerably better than Macclesfield are. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on this, Tom. Bury a one to two, so it's not the most appealing price. Do you think they're going to get the win? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely. do. I do. It's just the, fa- the fact that Macclesfield have got some sticky draws puts an element of doubt in my mind, as I'm sure you can relate to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Barry, for me. Anything, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about Mansfield or if you want to leave that to me. If you've got anything else you want to discuss. No, no nothing from me. You can just... Get your Mansfield out of the way, then we'll look at the bomb-proof trebles. Yeah, well, again, it's it's something that I want to tip, but I'm also warning the profit chasers as well. It's one of these kind of, they should win, but be careful kind of tips. Cheltenham, little old Cheltenham, uh, won four of the last six, including their last two in a row, which has pulled them nicely away from danger. They're now a beautiful 11 points clear. So with that kind of cushion, you'd expect that they'll be playing League 2 football again next year. Uh, Mansfield, they have won one of the last three or uh, unbeaten in four of the last six. It depends on which side of the coin you want to look at. Um, At home, they are particularly good. They have won four in a row at home. It's away from home where they have struggled a little bit. For me, Mansfield should be winning. It will be a little bit hairy. Mansfield don't really tend to do the simple stuff. Um, they tend to try and leave it pretty difficult for themselves. Uh, they're priced at four to seven, something that's not exactly uh, overly lucrative, but they should get that win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, that wraps up the lot for me. Does it for you? 
Yeah, yeah, wraps it up for me. Okay, bomb-proof treble time. Yeah, baby. Okay, so we shall start with recapping my bomb-proof treble. I just got to say, guys, apologies for anyone who backed these trebles last weekend. We've been on a really good run, but last week it was an absolute stinker from both of us. Absolute stinker. Um, I had a treble of crew, but they lost to Exeter. 2-1. He uh, also had Luton against Coventry. However, it was only a 1-1 draw. And finally, I had City to beat Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final um, in normal time. However, at the end of 90 minutes, that was 0-0. Well, yeah, that wasn't great. Neither was mine, to be honest. I started off with the early kickoff and I could hear the profit chasers up and down the land shouting at me uh, because it did cost me. Um, I had Spurs and they lost 2-1 away at Burnley. He also had Wolves in the three o'clock kickoff and they drew one all with Bournemouth. Uh, I did have Norwich, Bristol City, both teams to score. That was pretty comfortable. It was 3-2, but obviously just... One out of three, which wasn't great. And on the joint, we had Luton, who we've just covered, uh, drew one all. We had Man City, who, you know, after 90 minutes, drew nil-nil. And we had Norwich-Bristol City, which was 3-2, so one out of three there as well. So, yeah, uh, coming back down to earth, really, because we were absolutely on fire before that. Yeah. On fire. But, uh, Load of crap. Not, not anymore. The extinguishers were out, weren't they, at the weekend? There were some poor results in there. My uh, Luton should have beat Coventry at home. City should have beat Chelsea, really. Um, I know that yes. high stakes of the cup final and everything, but Spurs yeah. as well, losing to Burnley, absolute bottle jobs. Yeah, classic Spurs. Um, anyway, let's move on to bigger and better things this week. Yeah, new week, new opportunity. So... If you are new to the show and you're wondering, you know, what on earth is a bomb-proof treble, this is the part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our research, knowledge, and just general gut feeling into a treble each and a joint treble. I am going to read out my treble first. We are starting in the championship, and because I read out so many both teams of scores today, I felt like I had to include at least one. Uh, So we are going to go for Millwall-Norwich, both teams to score, 8-11. to We are then going to drop all the way down to League 2. We're going to go for Tom's favourite team, Milton Keynes-Dons, 8-13. to They're at home to Crawley. And we're going to go for Berry, who are 1-2 to at home to Sol Campbell's Macclesfield Town. So 3.18 to 1. So £10 on will return you 41.85. Yeah, um, obviously you've done that MK Dons thing, but considering that I'm not the one that's tipping them, they it wouldn't surprise me if they won at all. So, yeah, yeah. not bad, mate. I like that. Delivered it, delivered it last week. So I'm going to follow that one up with a right little beauty, beauty of a treble. Man United at home to Southampton, priced at nine to twenty. Luton at home to Rochdale, priced at four to nine, and Grimsby against Cambridge priced at 11 to 8 and that pays a little bit more than yours it's 4 to 1 the treble decent 
Decent, that. Like it a lot, Tommy P. Like it a lot. Yeah. Let's construct a joint treble then. Yeah. I'm assuming you're not going to want to put MK in there. No, I'm not. <laughs> Is that fair to say? <laughs> what if we go with um, Manu, Luton, and the both teams to score? Perfect. I'm very happy with that. That's just under three to one. Perfect. Perfect. So Man United to win against Southampton. Luton to beat Rochdale. And the Millwall, Norwich, both teams to score. Yeah. Perfect. Lovely. Perfect. Lovely jubbly. Um, okay. So, yeah, if you back those profit chasers, good luck with those bets. Um, let's talk about fantasy football. Should we move on? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, fantasy football, the tables haven't updated because there was a midweek uh, round of fixtures in the Prem. So, as it stands, Chris Hindle is still top of the league, uh, whether that will be the case once the tables update. I'm not quite sure. But he holds a 19-point lead at the top. Uh, guys, if you do have a fantasy football team, you're doing really well perhaps in your own leagues. You can still join our league. You'll be put in at your rightful place wherever you belong, depending on how many points you've got. So you could come in and steal the free bet off Chris right at the last minute, like a thief in the night. 110 people in the league. So it's pretty competitive. So come on and join. Tom normally puts a league code in the podcast description. So uh, you can use that to locate the league. If you have enjoyed the show and you get the time, please do go to iTunes and leave us a rating. And if you feel an extra kind, a review as well. We had a couple of fantastic reviews Hilarious. over the last week or so. Really appreciate. Made us chuckle. I'm going to read one out, actually. Um, so if you... You know, if you have sensitive ears, cover them. Uh, this one, the title is Orgasmic, which which is nice. Girlfriend and I listen to the podcast during a heavy sesh, and she all, always finishes with the hashtag bombproof treble. Cheers for the help, lads. <laughs> I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy that we can be of assistance to uh, Joe's Dabess. Um, yeah, we're really happy that we're helping you score on and off the pitch, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, you know, if you think you can make a review funnier than Joe's, obviously, if it's five stars, that's preferable. But we really do enjoy reading those kind of reviews. Um, and of course, if it's funny like that one, we'll always read out the podcast as well. Makes a yeah, And uh, by the way, we do welcome, really enjoy the show, five stars. <laughs> we welcome the uh, more bland ones as well absolutely so yeah um, please go on and review us that would be absolutely great um, and apart from that I think we are pretty much finished here yeah all done for me so thank you for tuning in guys we'll be, we'll be back again same time next week so good luck for your bets whatever you go for for the weekend yeah absolutely thank you for listening guys take it easy <laughs>